Yo, what's going on, y'all? What's going on? Uh, welcome back to another hot fire episode of the Audible Podcast. I'm your boy, uh, Dewoldy, D Man, D One. And if you're on YouTube, you're looking at my wonderful, glorious face. This is the first. I don't know why I'm so uh, behind on everything, but this is the first uh, video podcast that I'm also going to do. Um, on my YouTube page, I, I plug my YouTube all the time. Uh, it's mostly a lot of game and stuff, but I'm going to just do daily videos on um, kind of whatever we want to chat about, sports, yada, yada, yada. But welcome back to the, I have, I have no idea what you know, what episode we're on. We might be on like 103, 104 at this point. Uh, thank y'all for uh, <laughs> thank y'all for sticking around. Thank y'all for hollering me on Twitter all the time, man. It's been it's been a real rough. Uh, I wouldn't say rough, but it's been a rocky. Uh, probably last two or three weeks, it's been um, it's been rough. So let's get into some sports. So a lot of things have been going on. Um, a lot of things I want to discuss. I, I'm telling you, I get to the I get here and I put the headphones on. And I, um, I would talk, and I would get through, like, eight minutes. And then I would get through, like, four minutes. And then I would get through, like, 15 minutes, turning my phone down. And then I would get through, like, 20 minutes. And um, I just couldn't record. I, I don't know. It's just uh, I would get through it. And anybody has ever recorded anything, whether it's a video or audio, the worst thing that can happen is for you to be minutes into something and uh, and it just and it just fall through or fall back or whatever. So uh whatever that was, it's all good. Let's jump straight into the into everything because we had a lot been going on in the NBA, we had a lot been going on in the UFC. Uh, NFL is gone. Uh, thank Jesus the NFL is finally gone. Um we're gonna discuss a little bit of it because we're gonna discuss uh, a little bit about these quarterback situations. We're gonna discuss Kugler too. What's going on? What happened with Ryan Kugler, man? Let me uh, let's get let's let's get it straight to that. We're gonna talk about Russia, Ukraine. Uh, we're gonna do a lot of stuff. I don't know. It's gonna be a little different. Um, talking to a camera. Usually, you know, I've talked to it into a camera before. Obviously, with my mustache, oh, I'm just letting it grow. I look like a foghorn leghorn right now. It's a little different talking into you know just a regular audio microphone because you're kind of just talking into the void uh whereas a, a camera you know something may be going on a big ass a bug might fly past it's just a lot of things that can go on randomly i do not like about the thing so uh that's why i really ain't been doing um a lot of youtube videos just because an hour long hour 15 you never know what may go on it's live videos you got to keep it um, so that's why I think, uh, my, my five to seven, 10, 20 minute, maybe 30 minute segments, uh, of just random daily videos, uh, will fit a lot better than what would I want to do my overall. So the first thing we want to jump into, we're going to jump into the Kugler situation, right? It just, it just happened a couple of days ago. So basically Ryan Kugler, who is the, uh, a director of, uh, Black Panther, many other many other films, uh, but the most popular one is is Black Panther, and he went into 
an Atlanta bank, Bank of America. Why is he with Bank of America? What's going on? Did he did does he crack cards too? You know, what what kind of side hustle are you doing, my boy? He went into Bank of America and um he went to uh withdraw money, right? So first of all, he went to withdraw twelve thousand dollars. All right. I'm not rich. I don't do rich people shit. But what you doing uh getting 12 G's cash? Um that's your business. That's not the point here, but 12 G's cash. Keep it on a card, man. What's wrong with you? Um, so he goes in there and he has the bank slip. And what was kind of reported to us at first was is that he went into the bank, he put down a slip on the back of the slip. Where it said, don't write nothing. This nigga wrote a, a paragraph basically saying, yo, I need all this money, but can we count it to the side? Because you don't want to count 12 G's. Um, he don't want to count 12 G's out. I understand that. So, well, he don't want to do it in public. I understand that. Well, you know, it is what it is. Again, this is rich people stuff. So, the lady asking him, Obviously, this is 12 G's. He got the mask on. He got a note. And on the back where it said, don't write. He writing. I want cash. (laughs) All right. So, the lady asked him for additional identification. He obliges. Nigga gives gives the lady ID. He also puts his pen in a little thing. Put his card in the thing. And put his pen in for further uh, validation. That he is actually who he says he is. Uh, unless he's uh, the... This is a reverse psychology type of bank robbery. Where, uh, yo, bitch, I'm going to give you my identification. And I still want the money. Like, I'm surprising you. you like, oh, wait, he would never rob the place after giving me ID. Oh, yes, bitch, I do. Give me the... It ain't one one of these type of things. It's his money. It's his stuff. And he did all this. So, obviously, next time when you go get some money out the bank, if it's over well, 12 Gs, yeah, you ain't getting 12 Gs out. You broke. But when you're getting $12, bring a a, a cup of piss. Uh, and, <laughs> of course, right. So, this is what makes or breaks a, a national story, right? So the first thing niggas needed to know was she white or was she black? All right. So the saving grace for this whole situation, uh, because this is really, especially when you hit a nine one one call, uh, when she's calling in, and even the delayed dispatching is like talking to her like she's crazy. Like, yo, ma'am, uh, you didn't even confirm identification. You calling us saying this nigga's robbing the bank, but. It's a bank robbery call. So the lady can't be like, oh, bitch, you lying and hang up the phone. And the what makes or breaks it being a national story basically is she's black. <laughs> she's just stupid and black. Yeah, she's just stupid. She's not a stupid white lady, a stupid Asian lady, a stupid Mexican lady, uh, a stupid anything. She's just a, uh, another dumb uh, lady. And, um, 
yeah one of many dummies out here so apparently uh you need more than uh, id uh your bank card to get bank to get bank money out the only thing i can say about kugler on the back it say do not write that brother it says do not write on the thing where it says well you wrote um i don't remember what he wrote and i don't feel like looking it up but it was at least 12 words in the area where they don't want you to write it. So that's my only thing about Kugel. Oh. But that's what makes you break a, a national story. You know what I mean? Uh, Jesse Jackson, Al Sharpton, uh, all them boys would have been outside, bug naked, trying to get a check and um, trying to leech uh, another opportunity from something like this. But um, thankfully, this is not going to be something that continues on. Bank of America, they could just Give this lady some extra training. Um, man, if she was white, this would be a, a terrible situation. This would be a hilarious. Uh, it would be on the news every goddamn day. I'm just so tired of this type of shit. Uh, but thankfully, it, it wasn't. And she was just goofy as hell. Uh, I would um, I would highly recommend y'all going to YouTube or going to um, whatever. Uh, your social media. You consume that and uh, actually listen to the video of this lady talking to the the nine one one people because the nine one one people is really you could tell she knows she's stupid and uh, it's a hilarious conversation. So moving on, we're gonna move to the big stories. Uh, I missed a lot. Uh, so apparently. When I stopped doing podcasts, or wars happened, we niggas just start blowing. Putin was like, "You know what, nigga, you ain't dropping podcasts. I'm going. We're going to blow some fucking Nazis up." And apparently, uh, the big R, the big, the original Rough Rider, um, Big Mother Russia, has attacked uh, poor baby Ukraine. Uh, Ukraine and Russia, it would be like. What can I think of? What's a good uh, description? It, it's not like Daddy and Junior, because um, Russia don't allow Nazis in the uh, country uh, in such uh, numbers. Um, I don't know. It's not Bizarro and Superman, because Bizarro is at least kind of strong like Superman. He ain't Superman. In Ukraine is nothing like it. Um, it's a weird situation, situation, right? So, from the surface, when we research situations, right, it's always good to do your Googles. When you do your Googles, you come up with your own opinion. And when you do some extra research, maybe some YouTube videos of legit News sources, not niggas like me. I'm just niggas talking. Legit news sources, legit reporters, people who've been in the field, not just some nigga like me. Because uh, somebody in the podcast world, it could be somebody with a studio behind them, but they could have been out for two years. Look for legitimate sources. And what I deducted. From these sources. What's that? This situation ain't got nothing to do with your boy. He, who, what's, what's going on? He got nothing to do with me. This is uh, 
Now, innocent children, in any, in all cases, any cases, should never be harmed. Move the babies out the way. And then y'all handle your differences. This is the plot, right? So this is the plot that I gathered um, for my Google Google uh, research, right? So we're going we're gonna to go all the way out because, you know, we, we niggas. Sometimes we need a nigga to explain some stuff. And you take what I'm saying and then you do what you want to do with it, right? So... USSR NATO, we're going back to the late 80s, early 90s, I think like 1990, right? So the NATO was formed only to fight USSR, right? And all this whatever thing. So, right, all that go away. But USSR goes away, but NATO is still around. But the only reason NATO ever existed was to fight this entity that is USSR, right? So, but the USSR breaks up. And, you know, some places go their way. Some people stay with Big Russia. However, they go over the next... 30 some odd years, 32 years at this point, right? So, um, so Big Russia notices uh, that we are slowly gathering all these little countries that used to be them. We are slowly putting them into our NATO uh, team, right? So, what I'm basically doing, nigga, is I'm taking niggas that used to be on your team. This is like the the the, the Lakers or the Clippers. Absolutely, you know, give me, you know, give me LeBron right there. Oh, uh, nigga, give me Ingram right here too. Oh, uh, nigga, give me, uh, nigga, give me Lonzo right here too. That's some Kobe. Give, give me Kobe. This is over a span of thirty years. That's why I'm saying Kobe. So he's taking all all the all the people that used to be on my team. Now they on your team, and then you moving closer and closer and closer to me. So to Russia. It's us pushing close to them and surrounding them because we also a little bit, uh, we also, we all surrounding them. <laughs> so Big Russia's like, yo, you need to back up a little bit. So what Big Russia do is, Big Russia, they just take shit. So all the pieces that used to be them, they're like, you know what? We're just going to yank y'all. So in 14, they went to yanking motherfuckers, right? And they went to bringing Crimea, they, they went to taking shit back. They, they. They think we getting too close, so we got to push them back. This is good or evil. Depends on whose side you're on, right? So the Ukraine, you know, the America, what we can't deny is, and this is why I'm not uh, super political as far as quote-unquote left and right stuff, because they hate all of us, right? It's They hate all of us, right? So um, we are... we. We get these puppet people, these puppet presidents, we put them in place. The nigga Zelensky, we put this nigga into place in the Ukraine to, A, bring a democracy there, to, A, bring some stabilization there, but to, A, also, I'll just say A, three three different times, supposed to be A, B, and C, but also, they had a Nazi problem there. You can Google this. The eight, let me make sure I'm saying because I say the incorrect, AVOS Battalion, right? AVOS Battalion, A V O. S battalion. You can Google them yourself. There are articles uh from 2014 from where they are the greatest weapon that Ukraine has. They're the strongest fighters. They're, they're this but this battalion is the strongest battalion. They these niggas is like the Ukrainian army rangers. I'm back. But they're Nazis. 
there mainly there's a lot of Nazis. And even to this day, they wear the patch on their arm. Right? So we put Zelensky in place by we United States. I'm saying just we because you know I'm putting it in perspective here. I don't know these niggas. We put Zelensky over there to bring some democracy and to get the Nazis out of here. It just so happens these Nazis is a lot of niggas. And they're pretty dedicated to this Nazi shit. And you can look it up. We, we, I mean United States, known of we've known of this battalion for like eight years. The CIA knew about it. The FBI knew about it. Because they're the ones that reported it. And that's how these niggas wrote a story about it. Vice was out there. It's Vice episodes on YouTube of these niggas out here. So... Zelensky, he went out there. They got they got the democracy. They fixed some shit. The U.S. helped put some shit into place. But he never fixed the Nazis. The Nazi problem never went away. Now, it's... An, I'm going to say Nazi problem. Well, it's a Nazi problem that the Nazis exist in the first place. But it's not like niggas was going through the streets uh, getting, you know, hang up by the ankles and by the Achilles. But they are there. They don't need to be there. And they are the strongest battalion in that Ukraine has. So they're the strong, they're, 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 they're the Navy SEALs, Army Ranger niggas, right? So we all here together. We all here together. This is what I gather uh, from my, my interwebs, right? So big when, when Russia say they got a Nazi problem, they actually fucking do. They actually do. And you could tell that they do because no other country actually jumped in. Now, you could say no other country jumped in because Russia said they're going to lay that hammer down. Correct. Russia did say they're going to lay that hammer down. But people just sent aid from afar. Germany Germany ain't do nothing. Germany is the strongest um like entity really in Europe, they ain't do nothing. Nobody did not nobody actually sent nothing like people. Niggas just sent the guns. You get a little helicopter, you know, take a take some rations, take a couple AKs, take some bullets, take a little cash, buy you some old shit. But nobody's actually going out there. There's a reason for that. <laughs> it's not because of big Russia and nobody won the World War Three. We're going to probably get that anyway. It's because it is a legitimate problem, right? The main legitimate problem is big Russia thinking they can just take anything and they can just start bombing cities. Like, I'm pretty sure. See, we in America, we be, we be talking about America, somebody bombing America. It's mostly just going to be to ruin whatever we got over here. Because niggas don't want nothing. We ain't got nothing. We ain't selling nothing over here. We ain't, nigga, ain't no rice fields, patties, uh, frogs. We ain't got, we ain't got a rain, we ain't got a real rainforest here. We ain't got nothing. So, when Russia's going over to take over big Ukraine, there's some resources they could take. Niggas don't want our oil and all. Like, come on, man. He's better place to take. Saudi Arabia and all these people, they bartering off of pure money. If niggas want to take that, they could take that. They're just bartering, bartering off pure money. But the problem is 
Russia can't, you can't just take whatever you want, dog. It just don't go like that. You can't say you used to be with us and we coming to get it. Now, the previous president we had, if you notice, so you can look back to this, put a lot of sanctions under Ukraine. Um, Ukraine became weakened under Trump. And that was for this moment right here. And Russia could just go take that motherfucker back. Um, so, this is really, this is a, this is a, this is a confusing thing. It's a confusing thing to have an opinion over. Um, because you're supposed to have an opinion over people dying uh, and, pe and people at war. You can't just say, I don't give a fuck. Uh, even though you do say that because there's a war going on every single second. Um, I don't know. Because, I don't know, man. Uh, those videos, uh, them niggas being stuck out there, man. I seen a nigga say he was walking uh, 33 hours trying to get to another border, man. That's pretty. Uh, nigga, I can only imagine standing like some part of Iowa or or Massachusetts or any place up there that kind of northern area and niggas tell me I gotta walk to Canada because they ain't got nothing for me like yo yeah these trains these is for niggas that's for uh, for these white niggas uh y'all you walk to Poland That don't, that don't sit right with my spirit. I don't like that. So, on that note, we just move on. <laughs> just move on. All right, let's talk about the fucking NBA. We just move on because I don't know what I'm supposed to have an opinion on. Um, I don't know what, I, what I'm supposed to be thinking about the situation besides innocent people being, any innocent people, uh, Children, uh, women, any anybody else being killed is, of course, uh, really bad, real, real tragic. Um, but the way you treat uh, uh, niggas out there, also a real tragedy. In the face of tragedy, these niggas, you treat these niggas like sixth class citizens. These niggas ain't third class citizens, second class citizens. This is a, a man. It was it was really hurtful to see some shit like that. You know what I mean? It could have been anybody. It's not just niggas. It could have been anybody. It could have been any group of people out there. Um, when you evacuating a, a city because of uh, evacuating a country because of, of war, and you say, "Hey, niggas, you right here, y'all wait. Uh, ain't no trains for y'all. Y'all gotta walk." Uh, I ain't got no love for that right there. So, uh, yeah, we really going to move on. Let's get to the NBA. So, man, where do we start? I want to start with, let's start with MVP talk, right? So, let, let's bring up some, some NBA standards, man. And I swear, I'm going get to the, get the screen up. That way I can have a, the stats sitting right next to me on a screen and all this little extra shit. Let's talk to the standards, right? So, uh, last night, Nikola Jokic had a another 
Uh, absolutely fantastic night. Let me um, get to the Nuggets real quick. Now, they've been on a stretch, right? Not granted. They've been playing garbage-ass teams, right? But what you do with the garbage-ass teams, excuse me, that shows, what's my cat? It's, like, it's something being attacked? What you do with these garbage-ass teams, it, it really shows what type of team you are, right? So last night, the Lakers lost to the Rockets. The Nuggets have won like 10 out of the last 11. 10 out of the last 11. And that includes them beating the Warriors, them beating the Raptors. Um, the rest was just was trash teams. Pelicans are okay, but Pelicans are trash too. Uh, and they beat the Warriors again. They beat the Warriors twice, even though whatever. The fucking wins are the wins. The Lakers are losing to trash teams. This is how it goes. Right now, the Denver Nuggets are 40 and 26. 40 and 26 in the Eastern Conference puts you at the number four seed beside under the 76ers, who are 40 and 24. They've only played two games less. Um, the Chicago Bulls, who's everybody's been raving about uh, because of the play of DeMar DeRozan, he's been, he's been playing really good. They are 40 and 26 as well. The difference is Jamal Murray, who is the second best player in the Denver Nuggets, hasn't played a single game all year. Michael Porter Jr., which is the third best player on the team, has played nine games. He ain't played, nigga, this nigga ain't played since the beginning of the season. The fourth best player is Will Barton. He missed last night. He's been hurt the last couple of games. And he fifth best player on a team is Aaron Gordon, right? The Chicago Bulls, and I know we're going to count injuries too. Oh, we're going to count injuries because Lonzo's been out a while. They have DeMar DeRozan. They have Vucevic. They have Zach Levine. Caruso's been out, but he's not that type of level, but he is a, a good um, he's a, 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 a top role player, I would say. Um, who else did they have? The rookie they picked up, he's been playing pretty good, right? Uh, let's, let's, let's look at the standards, right? Because I really want to prove a point because we talk about the meaning of MVP. When, 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 when Russell Westbrook won, yes, it was because he got triple doubles, but they were also the eight seed. He got them to the playoffs with a completely garbage ass team. So, when it comes to the actual meaning of most valuable player, it can't just be the best player. Like, you can't just be the best team or somebody with the best record or somewhat of a top two, top three seed. It can't be that every single time. And it hasn't. But it can't be this narrative shit also. Um, Taking it back to the NFL, for instance, if Russell Wilson had any type of a decent season and got the Seattle Seahawks to the playoffs, that nigga would have been MVP because before the season even started, he was everybody's MVP. And he get hurt, he fall off, people go off. Uh, LeBron was the, the runaway MVP this year, before the season started, I mean. 
um, and in B, because people come in with this whatever, right? And in B, and I'm not saying B isn't deserving. Um, if I had to do a top three MVP kind of thing, MB would be in it. But there are guys that are absolutely fucking hooping with nobody on the team. Dog, look at the second and third best player on a team. That is how you judge MVP. Period. Period. People were saying, um, I forget what year this was. It was last year, the year before LeBron was supposed to win it over um over Giannis, I believe. That could have been Giannis' first one. He won two in a row. It could have been Giannis' first one, which is the Lakers one. Whatever one it was. My point is, I think it was last year. The second best player, it was the year before. The second best player on the Milwaukee Bucks at that time was Chris Middleton. The second best player on the Lakers is Anthony Davis. Nigga, what? How how can we legitimately, like, because the MVP got to be more than that, man. And I'm so tired of the, I'm not like full on, I hate the media, yada, yada, because these guys have sources. Uh, and I'm talking all media, not just sports. They got sources. They talk to real, sometimes they talk to real people who are giving real updates on what's really going on. But a lot of times, they are creating the news and creating the shit for us to tune into them because that's how it goes. If you think about what ESPN used to be, let's say 15 years ago, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, because before Shannon and Skip, everything was pretty different. Like, you had your two-man talking shit, but it was only PTI and Shannon and Skip. Everything else was like a show, but then you see everything else slowly become debate shows and narrative shows because it mimics the news and who has the biggest rating, CNN, Fox News, all these type of shit. So it's not, no, I'm not going tenfold conspiracy all the way. That's how they generate the most uh, viewership through all these type of debates. That's why Skip Bayless is, is relevant after all this time because he just finds another nigga to sit across the table with and he just talk about some shit. That's just how these things go. But when they come in with kind of preconceived notions um, and they almost stand on it all year, you, you people just stay stuck with it and that's what it is. Uh, and sometimes it become terrible takes. Uh, like Terry Bradshaw saying Sam Donald is the best quarterback in Panthers franchise fucking history. And he couldn't even get past six games without being fucking trash four games. Without being complete dog shit. So most of the times these dudes is wrong. But when you're betting on LeBron, nigga, you're going to win that 80% of the time. You're going to win most of the time. So I think when we start to look at MVP, um, the fact that it's, it's 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 voted on by writers and all this stuff is really it's it's really tough. The cat is uh, making noise. I'm about to th- throw up a flash grenade in there, but it's just a really I'm tired of the narrative stuff. I don't even watch ESPN no more. I can't even watch anything. I understand niggas want to give their opinion. 
but can I just watch some highlights? Nigga, can I watch some layups? Can we have somebody narrate like Stuart Scott used to do? Just narrate over some crossovers and some layups. That's really what we just want to see. Let's discuss Philly, right? Because Philly made a uh, gigantic trade. And then let the Nets just lose so many times, right? So the Nets are the, I would say, failed Los Angeles Rams. Because they went all in to get as many superstars as they can. But it kind of ended pretty fucking tragic. Because in NFL, they don't play that shit in the NBA seemingly. You can do whatever you want. James Harden can go from team to team he want. Um, but just like you can be traded from any team they want to trade your ass to. You know, I, I guess it's I guess it's fair play, but it seems as though th- this is my main thing about uh, James Harden and it's other players. Well, you've been to three teams like three years. That ain't fucking wild to you. That ain't crazy to you. You know, like. Like the 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 Houston, not the Houston, um, the Cleveland Miami thing with LeBron. LeBron's only out there like four years, nigga. He wasn't even out there that long. Like he different because he LeBron. But but still, nigga, you went from uh, Cleveland to Miami, and you skedaddled out of there, um, because it wasn't going your way, and it wasn't going your way in in the in the front office. But nigga, you moving all these teams, nigga. What happened to like what, what what's up with the legacy? What I don't know. It's just I guess it don't matter. <laughs> I guess it don't even matter. It's just all business. And I understand it's all business. These niggas, these niggas make a 30, 40 million and you put a ball in the hoop. So uh, I can understand it's just all business, but um from quitting on the Houston Rockets to quitting on the Nets to, to to being in Philly, acting like shit is all good and everything is every, everything is everybody else's problem. That's a little wild to me. I wouldn't want to play with no nigga like that. But um, uh, he, he's one of the greatest players of all time. It just, I guess, it just is what it is. But um, you know, quitting on the Rockets was one thing, right? I think. I think James Harden uh, served his tenure, he served his time uh, with the Houston Rockets. I'm saying served time like nigga want to make it thirty million a year, but like he's in that bitch thirty years. Um, but he took him as far as they could take him, and obviously, uh, wherever more he at, he wants to be at, uh, wherever there's a, a a smidgen of Maury dust, he he wants to be there. Right, so the next thing, Steve Nash, um, then one thing, Dan Tony was a coach out there. Dan Tony was like a, a, a assistant coach or something out there last year. If y'all remember, Dan Tony was a coach out there for, for the Nets, and, and Harden goes there, and he quits. Right, so my thing is, I understand him quitting because he already had a quit on his team which is Kyrie Irving. And when it seems like him and, and Harden, not Harden, Durant, 
had one of those nigga this is your friend not my friend type of moments and now i gotta be mad at you because you hang out with this whole ass nigga and i thought you was cool you my nigga and you hang out with niggas like this i think they could have been one of those type of moments um the Kyrie thing i it's so stupid it's so dumb but the nba allows it so good for this nigga um but if the mandate, this is this is one of the things I have a question about the Nets. If the net, if the mandate don't switch, and we said the mandate could already switch, but I haven't seen it uh, switch. Does that mean that the Nets they're not going to the playoffs? That they would have to play playoff games? This nigga would play role playoff games. Is that uh, with my computer uh, computing as well? I can see why Harden wants to leave. Um, I guess the Nets will be in a weird situation. Like you can't release this nigga. You can't. Nobody want to trade for him. Damn. Cause what if you gotta? What if you get him on your team? You trade assets, but you gotta play in a city that got actual mandates. Us the playoffs. They got actual mandates in that in that in that place. So that mean this nigga couldn't play for your team either. So I understand how it could be difficult to trade him. But nigga, you gotta do something, man. Come on, man. They play a whole season. They living in Brooklyn. Them tickets high as fuck. And you coming out there to 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 Harden and Nick Claxton and, and uh Seth Curry. No, he didn't play with Seth Curry. Nick Claxton and Patty Mills and Joe Harris been out all year. And uh, fucking Blake Griffin and, and Paul Millsap and LaMarcus Aldridge? Get the fuck. Who the fuck the Nets think they is, man? What what, what, what the fuck? I, I, I'm just, I just became disgusted. Who the fuck these niggas think they is? With Steve Nash, you know. When Stephen A. first came out and he said the shit about Steve Nash, everybody thought he was crazy. But this nigga Steve Nash can't coach a lick. They playing anybody. Check to see what they playing. These niggas playing anybody, any minute. Bruce fucking Brown. What's going on? Steve Kerr came in, and this is the perfect, he's the perfect comparison. Steve Kerr came in and won 67 games. With Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and Draymond Green in 2015. And you got Kyrie and So maybe Stephen A. Smith was correct. Maybe this nigga Steve Nash can't coach a lick. Maybe they have no idea what they're doing. Maybe this idea that Kyrie and Kevin Durant has that they can't, they don't need to be coached. They know the game themselves. Maybe that shit don't fucking work because you've actually never done anything in the NBA. You're rich, so it don't actually matter. Yeah.
great. That's fantastic. That's that in reality, it don't matter. Uh, but as far as basketball, nobody in this shit. Kyrie ain't do nothing by himself. He did it with LeBron. But you can't lay out a blueprint, dog. Like you've been out here doing it yourself. It's my point. Like Durant, you can't lay the blueprint. Like you've been, like you did it yourself, bro. Like so, there's the, you know the whole. You don't need a coach notion. Um, I'm I'm gonna go find a couple of tweets. I'm I, I should find an episode where I say I knew that Steve Nash was gonna be some old therapy session ass shit because he was a player development coach in Golden State. They thought. Oh, he got all those players to play together. That's special. No, you had Steph Curry, who don't give a fuck, and who's cool with other niggas coming in, because he gonna get his anyway. You don't need a player de- development coach for that. Uh, Steve Nash did have to do that. They already had the OG Jerry West make the call to bring Kevin Durant in. Steve Nash wasn't; he was just massaging egos. But when you got Steph Curry, who's literally with like, hey, dude, I'm going to get mine anyway. Because the basketball ego, Kevin Durant ego was so big that a great player like Steph Curry had to come to him and say, dog, we can play together. Like, it's like, dog, it's not like these niggas had super crazy high usage players for them to even have to pitch that to him nigga you on a losing team we came back three to one on you we the one should be having you nigga you should be throwing the meeting to come to our team that's not how the nba work it's not a you know meat rubbing and tucking in, in the nba but the fact that steve nash got this shot because he was a, a player development coach. And I'm not saying, well, I am saying he's not a fucking word. The Nets are trash. Um, but him being a player development coach for Golden State Warriors is very easy. When you got a player like Steph Curry and, and Clay Thompson as your one and two, who are the most selfless players in the fucking NBA history. Steph was willing to give up. He gave up three years worth of extra. Dog, he was averaging 30 with Durant there. 28, 27, 28. He was like 28 and 7. 28, 8 and 7. Let me check these fucking numbers. Stats. I ain't even type this nigga name is. They know what I'm talking about. What's the Durant years? 18, 19, 27, 6, and 5. And that's 19. No, he was hurt that year. Yeah. Excuse me. 17, 18, 26, 6, and 5. 17, 16, 25, 6, and 5. So the nigga had the same stats. That's balling stats, nigga. 20, 27, 6, and 5. 20, 26, 7, and 5. But that's the ego. So they thought Steve Nash was the the the, the bridge in between that selflessness. And now we're seeing that's not the case. Because when it comes to real selfish motherfuckers, 
Uh, like Kyrie Irving, there's nothing you can do <laughs> besides pay this nigga thirty million uh, to play only home home games on some whole shit. Even though this nigga didn't had nineteen surgeries and they put him to sleep with some kind of mystery juice every time. His eyes ain't wide awake, nigga. He, he they put something in you so you won't feel pain. Spell that. Put some sage on that. Look in a dictionary, nigga. That what they put in you ain't even in the dictionary. What they put in you so you go to sleep and when you wake up and so you ain't feel no pain. Go ahead and uh, Google that for me. Flat Earth, nigga. So James Harden, we're going all the way loop back because out of out of it pissed me off here. Uh, on the video, you may see me uh, fight a nigga. So James Harden in, in Philly. Um, what I do not like about James Harden in Philly is, is you have the two players, uh, and I've never seen this in NBA history, the only two people to be excused for being tired in the playoffs. Nigga, James Harden get hurt. Oh, he's just tired, man. He played he play by himself all season. Nigga, <laughs> what? <laughs> this nigga be at the club. <laughs> Yo, every year, am I tripping? Every year, they get on there, and they say Harden, man, oh, he's tired. He play all the minutes. He do everything. And then... You see him on video, so yeah, nigga, Meek and Lil Dirk hit me at 2 a.m. for practice. I got to go. That was probably a playoff game, nigga. If he do that one time, he do it every time. Because you in Miami, you in Atlanta, you in all these places, your, your friends is there too, nigga. So if you go hang out with Meek Mill at 2 a.m., nigga, for practice, what, you late for practice, your priority is fucked up. So NMB too. Like, Embiid last year was legitimately hurt. But all them years before? Tired? Eat, nigga. Bruh. The LeBron cramps thing was pretty unbelievable. But even cramps, it's uncontrollable, nigga. And them bitches is moving, nigga. It's not like LeBron could have grabbed the cramp and choked the shit out of it. But Tired? <laughs> This nigga said these niggas was tired. That's so unbelievable. So my thing is, it's two of them on the same team. No more tired talk. And um, this should be their year. Uh, MB is playing at a ridiculous level. Let me be clear on that. Embiid is playing at a ridiculous level. He's playing like an all-timer. Top 75, where's this nigga? Nikola Jokic, where's this nigga? Take Dame Lillard and AD off that shit. Put them two niggas up there. Top 75. You want to talk about some shit? James Harden. Um, I'm I'm pretty sure he still has hamstring troubles. I'm pretty sure he still has hamstring troubles. Um, but we'll see. All Tobias Harris got to do is just wake up. Like, if Tobias Harris can just wake up a couple games, they're clear to the championship. All they got to do is wake up. You get to pay $165 million to, to open your eyes, nigga. Wake up. This is the time. This is the time. This is the time more than ever 
all them best semi years, that was kind of the time too you should have did something. But this year with James Harden and Maxi playing like he is as a young. So all he needs to play, they pay $165 million uh to step up. And I'm more than sure. Um the Philadelphia 76 can get back to the thing. My lip crusty feel like my lip crusty when I look at the thing. That's why I'm like doing the video. I'm looking at it, my lip look crusty. Uh I think that's all I wanted to discuss. No, I wanted to talk about UFC. It's been so long. UFC is my favorite thing. And this is really why I want to start doing YouTube videos. Um, see, after a while I start talking, I get a little hype. I really want to do YouTube videos because of UFC. Because I think because I really want to get more people in the UFC, period, like my folks. Um, not black people, I just mean people I, I know. Because uh, <laughs> I'm on, it's like two of us that watch it. Because everybody thinks the UFC is, is brutal when it the times brutality. It's because of blood. But your skin is so pussy. Like your uh, elbow, uh, I gotta see my shit. I'm still on video. I don't think I can see it right here. You see this? I can say, yeah, right there. See this little cut on my eye right here? See, this the video exclusive. See, this how pussy eyes is right here. Nigga, I was playing football. This shit happened to me when I was like 11, nigga. I talked about it on the pod before, but yeah, when I was like 11, right? So I'm catching the ball. I go, I jump. Ah, I'm catching that motherfucker. I'm telling you. Jerry Rice, stick him. Nothing to do with your boy. I catch it. Ah, I grab it. So when I get it, I turn. And I hit a, I hit a railing, right? So, um, in New Orleans, a lot of houses just built, just built weird. It's built fucking stupid. <laughs> they built up some, no, they built long ways, right? So you gotta, you be having a long ass house, not a wide ass house, because you're putting two, it's two apartments in them bitches. So think of one house and cut that bitch right down the middle and put a wall in it. That's how a lot of New Orleans houses is, but they just long at the back. So hi, my 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 AT house is still in my head from like fucking 1991. I can't remember. Uh, I can't remember what I said five minutes ago. My AT head, my AT's house is still in my head from like fucking 1991, right? So you walk in, in this living room, right? But she didn't have a, it's no door right there. And then it was directly the bedroom. No, it could have, it's no door, but it's one of those sliding things. But she did never use that shit. So it's the living room walking straight into their bedroom. It's right there. They connected. So when you look, you sitting in the living room, you looking at their bed, it's just to the left. That's just how these, these houses look. But we was kids. We was in the living room when they was in their bed, go out to go to sleep. Nigga, we was already in the room about to go to sleep. It's not like niggas is up at 10 o'clock at uh, p.m. And then the very next room, it's a door, but nobody ever closed that door because it's a bedroom. And the next thing room is the kitchen. And the next room, well, it's the doors, obviously, because it's the bathroom. But it's no people from New Orleans that I'm talking about. It's no, nigga, it's just rooms and rooms and, and rooms. It's just, just how I feel. It's, it's, it's stupid. I don't even know what I was talking about. I was talking about the UFC, and I just went all the way off the fucking tarmac, and I just slid back on. But I wanted to talk about what the UFC is. I don't even know what I was talking about. I want to get pretty more into the UFC because people think it's really brutal. That's why I was talking about my eye. All right, I'll just switch back. My memory not that bad. It is pretty bad, though. It ain't that bad at all. So I'm catching the ball, and I hit it. I hit my eye on the thing, right? 
and this railing, they don't even need a fucking railing. They had three steps, nigga. You don't need a railing for three steps, but it was a church, right? These niggas still ain't need no railing. It's three steps. Just three. I could have I could have long, long foot that bitch and walked in. And I'm short. So I get it. I bust my eye and it didn't hurt at all. I didn't feel nothing. Cause you know, you hit right here, it's a little bone. So it just bung. I was like, oh shit. But the pain, I didn't feel nothing. I just felt a thump. I was like, damn. It's like, all right, man. I was like, all right, fuck. I was like, I caught it. I was like, fuck. Threw the ball back. Went like that. And nothing was on my hand. I patted my hand like fucking 10 times. <laughs> nothing was on my hand. And I'm sitting there. I'm like, all right, man, let's go. And everybody looked at me. And they pointed. I'm like, oh, shit. I'm like, what the fuck? I was like, yo. Y'all, everybody screaming, yo. I'm like, dog, what the fuck is there? What's going on? Because I don't feel nothing. But I, <laughs> I look. And with this eye, the other eye, I look. And the eye is squirting blood. I don't, but I don't feel nothing. And it literally starts squirting blood like fucking five feet out. And I'm like, I'm thinking somebody's behind me, but I go to touch my eye again and I touch it and I got a fucking handful of blood like instantly. I just went like that, just touched it a little bit and I got a handful of blood. So I'm screaming and I just go running up the fucking block and, uh, the whole fucking street, uh, the whole crowd, everybody, it's like 20 niggas running up the street. Up, up. I wish y'all could see what's in my head right now. It's Pauline Street. Anybody from North New Orleans, from 91 New Orleans, it's Pauline Street. And in between um, uh, Villary, North Villary, and Pauline, it was a little cross street right here. Uh, still a cross street. It's an old, a sto- old corner store. Used to be an all black, a black owned uh, store. That motherfucker shut down like before we I was even born. And that shit's still abandoned. <laughs> it's still an old abandoned store right there. It's been there like 30 years. On, on the corner. It's been there this whole time. And I run across. And the whole block is chasing me. And back then in them days, everybody used to be outside. So um, not only was our parents outside. Our people outside, everybody, people was outside, and it was all talking to each other, doing their thing. Hey, yeah, it was, it was just, a, it was just a Saturday. It was a Saturday when they was all talking, people all going along. Hey, I'm going to talk to him. Hey, I'm going to talk to Mister whatever, whatever. Hey, I'm going to talk to Miss Yada. People doing all that, you know, type of stuff. Every literally everybody was outside. I remember this so much. Literally everybody. And I'm never in, like, nothing never happened to me. I don't be getting in trouble. I don't, you know, I don't got no injuries. I ain't never broke a broke an elbow or nothing like that. So when something happened to me, motherfuckers is like, oh, shit, something is really going on. But the whole block is just running. And, uh, and I remember as I'm running past everybody, they screaming, too, because the blood is squirting on my eye as I'm running. <laughs> It is not hitting me in my face. It's just flying past me. But it's getting on the side of my head. But it's just flying past me. I'm running so fast. And fucking, it's just flying past me. And it just looked like an anime, dog. And it's just, it's stupid. But that's how pussy your eye is. Because I've been having this scar on my face forever, right? Didn't even need stitches. That's probably why I scarred up. Uh, it just healed up in like a, like a week. Enough to fucking be squirting on blood everywhere, but it healed up in like a week. But 
that side of I just told a whole story just to, to go back to UFC. That side of UFC is what throw people off, and it throw me off too. It, it's cringe to me too. Uh, when there's a fucking river of blood uh, in the octagon, but um, I think it's the best sport. I think it's the best, not only the best combat sport, I think it's the best sport for the people. You know what I mean? Because we we look at, let's say if you're a casual, right? If you're just somebody looking from USC from the outside, right? Everybody respect a guy like Anderson Silva. We say Anderson Silva is one of the greatest fighters of all time. People still say to this day, Anderson Silva is the greatest fighter of all time. He's the greatest thing you ever seen. Anderson Silva got losses. This nigga lost like six, seven times. But in the UFC, I explained this before. Now I explain it over and over. The reason why it's the best is because all the promotions done within the UFC and boxing, they have their own promotions. So like there's a Barbarian promotion, the Canelo and um, De La Hoya, Golden Boy, they have their own promotion, Mayweather promotion. So they put fights together in themselves. And those fights is usually about one fight. The main event. Nobody can ever tell me any other fights that have happened on a boxing card. You can't tell me fucking two fights that you even remember from a boxing card. Because the promotion is done just for the two fighters. And in boxing, a lot of these people don't fight each other because a loss is death for boxing. And and two losses, you might as well give up. Nigga, Brona lost once. It was like, oh, this nigga's trash. Nigga, is pretty good. And he lost his confidence because of that. And, and this shit happens. But that's why boxers, they protect their record so much. But ironically, the greatest boxer of all time is Muhammad Ali. And this nigga lost plenty of times. So that's why I really like the UFC. Um, They stick to... And the fans, too, they stick to one. My number one thing is strength of schedule. If you fought the toughest niggas, well, of course you're going to lose. And one of the one of the best MMA, um, I would say, representatives is Chael Sonnen. He's like, LeBron lose every night. He's like, LeBron might lose and then win the championship at the end. He's, he's like, that's why boxing is not, a, it's not so as popular. And it's not, it's not just so these days. Because you got to respect the loss, man. Respect the fucking L, man. Respect a nigga losing and coming back and whipping some ass. Like, you can't just be undefeated. Mayweather, like, 46 and 0. You think he'd be 46 killers? Absolutely not. But go look at who Rafael Dos Anjos fought. Go look at who Nate Diaz fought. Nate Diaz, damn near 500. This nigga record is even. This nigga's probably 18 and 18. <laughs> this nigga's probably 20 and 18. But when you fighting the best all the time, nigga, you're going to lose. And by the best, I mean literally the best, dog. Like, how do the UFC do it? And like I said, it's all interpromotional. So the fighters don't have to worry about the promotion part. That's why they don't take as much back. The the reason why Mayweather and all them niggas make such a big purses is because they put everything into it. They put all the promotion into it. They put all the market into it. And they get a way bigger cut of the ticket sales because they don't want securing the building. They don't want doing all the extra stuff. 
the fighters in UFC don't do none of that shit. <laughs> niggas, they ain't white and all them niggas do that shit. All you gotta do is show up and scrap. But straight the schedule. Fighting, and I'm not. Uh, I want to go back. Mayweather taught some. He fought some amazing fighters. Uh, amazing, amazing fighters. Uh, so I don't want to just use him as an example like that. But the, the first 25 niggas wasn't amazing fighters. So he, he fought some amazing fighters, but all. It's what I respect about the UFC and some of the fans. A lot of the fans are just uh, incel shitheads. But um, over the past weekend, we had Kobe coming to fight um, Hoya Masvidal. I was saying past weekend, like it's not the fucking end of this week. Um, I thought the fight was exactly how it's, it, it, it played out. Um, Kobe taking him down and just kind of beating him up um, with Masvidal having sparse moments in between uh those dudes have been sparring together for like eight years so i'm really sure uh they knew this was gonna turn out like this anyway um but you can always try and um i thought it was a fantastic fight man and, and, and cats like masvidal uh, uh magadol and, and and kobe i don't i don't really agree with anything they do outside of the cage but masvidal is he got like 18 19 losses dog and he's like he's maybe the second third biggest draw in the UFC. He's the second or third most popular guy in the UFC. And this nigga done probably lost 16, 18 times. That's how the UFC give it up. Because when you're fighting the best, nigga, who are we? Who who am I to say, oh uh nigga, uh Daniel Cormier, nigga, you lost to Stipe. You ain't the best. And he just fought the fucking Stipe Miochik, nigga. Who? Who you who who you supposed to lose to? If you only if Dan Cormier lost to two niggas <laughs> in his whole career, and it's John Jones and it's Stepe, nigga, who else is there to lose to? Because those two niggas can beat everybody else. So that's what I respect about UFC so much, and um, in my daily uh YouTube videos, I'll probably be giving more time to UFC than anything else. I really want to get to the into the UFC shit and get in, get everybody into it, and I really want to um just a new goal that popped in my head. I really want to get me one of these these media credit things, man. I want to see how I can figure out getting a a credit uh a media credit. Uh, it's some real nigga questions I need to be answered. I need to be asked, and uh, I need some answers too. So. We're going to figure that out. Uh, thank y'all for listening to another episode. Hope y'all enjoyed the, the YouTube and shit too. Because, you know, I guess you can see how disgusted my face usually be when I be talking about some shit. I actually be pissed off. Um, but I appreciate y'all listening for another hot fire episode. Holler.